0: Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to 80s Kids, the podcast. That's right, this used to be the music that made us, and now we are 80s kids. That's right, this is Ben Davis coming at you. Carthy is not here with me. Uh, We recorded this episode last weekend, and uh, the... The segment right here, the introduction segment, we had some uh, technical difficulties and it did not make the jump over. We lost audio, we lost the recording, so I'm coming in here real quick and uh, cutting it real fast. We were here, we came in and put down, it was about 12 minutes originally for the introduction. We came through told you a little bit why we changed the name, and I'm going to do that real briefly. It's not going to be the full 12 minutes, because it's just me. It's not both of us riffing off each other and telling you the full, you know, the full spiel. We changed the name to 80s Kids. Like I said previously, it was the music that made us. Under some um, guidance from our wives... And uh, looking through, I guess it was TV, I believe, we found that there are other things that made us that are out there, put out by other companies, large companies, like the movies that made us is uh, the biggest one, and it's I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure which came first, the movies that made us or our podcast, but... So we've decided to change the name. When I made the music that made us, decided that was going to be the name, I did a lot of research on podcasts and stuff like that, and there was not a name out there anywhere of the music that made us, the sounds that made us. There was nothing that made us relating to music. So I thought that we were in the clear We've decided that it's a little too similar, and we also want to expand our vocabulary and our reach a little bit, make it a little bit more eclectic with things that we're doing. So with uh, Carthy and myself both growing up in the 80s, both of us being in our 40s right now and having children that are getting ready to start driving... We decided the eighties kids was a good name. That doesn't mean that we will only be covering things from the eighties. If it was a medium in the eighties, it's fair game. If it started in the seventies and was big in the eighties, started in the sixties, it was big in the eighties. If it started in the eighties, it's big in the nineties, the two thousands, today, it's all game. We're going we we can cover it. It's gonna be big stuff, okay? This doesn't mean that we're only going to cover the trapper keeper okay That <laughs> doesn't mean that's what's going to happen so don't say oh i don't want i don't care about the 80s this isn't for me you could be very surprised we we, we we're still going to cover music but we're going to cover some movies we're going to cover games we're we're going to cover it all okay uh, that, i'm not sure about that we're going to, you know, become the fashion guys on the street. I don't think that's coming in, but I would expect a lot of different things coming in, and this podcast is going to show you just how different it's going to be because we cover a lot of stuff in this episode. We cover the whole gamut of whatever we could think of. This was literally two guys talking And we cover it all. Our next podcast is going to be a lot more focused. And the next episode will be. Have one central theme. And if that's what you're looking for. That'd be better. But don't worry. We're still going to have lots of veins. Lots of avenues to shoot off of. From that one central topic. So if you enjoy this sort of. I don't know, hairbrained way we do go about things here and get good laughs out of it, you're still going to get that. But if you want a little bit more of a, a structure, you're going to have that too. So don't think that, man, these guys are just over here just being blatantly loose cannons. But no, we're not. We, we have a little method to our madness. So uh, without further, further ado, uh, I'm going to wrap this up and we're going to get into the actual episode and so when it you hear it after this it's going to sound like we're going right into it and we are going right into it because like i said this first little segment we have here was us talking and then all of a sudden we took a little bit of a break and we came right back and got right into the stuff so that's why it's going to sound like it does and I apologize for that. We both apologize, Carthy and myself, Ben Davis here, for this mix-up. And I really hope that you guys listen. I really hope that you like this. We think this is probably some of our best work. Maybe next to the the Aussie episode, this might be one of our best podcasts. We have a couple that we are really proud of out of the last, I don't know, 15 or so that we've done. And we think this might be the one. So, you guys uh, buckle in, sit back, listen to this. It's one of our longer ones. And enjoy. So, let's talk a little bit about our previous podcasts before we talk a little bit more about what we're going to do.
1: Yep, catch up on what has been so that we can fully pay
0: attention to what will be. Well, let's just run a quick list down of... S- the uh the bands that we covered, in case we have someone new and they want to go back and say I want to hear that, we've talked about very, the original podcast we put out was on Oasis. Yes, and uh, still listening to that album in my car to this day. And we listened to that album for about a month <laughs> before mm-hmm. we did the first podcast. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We 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 put that one through the paces. Didn't know what to expect. Yep. And uh, then we did, did Green Day, Dookie, which... Uh, One of my faves. Still, I've been listening to that album since it came out back in the 90s. The 90s, yes. Still in the rotation. And we did Metallica. Always in the rotation. Yep.
1: And we did uh, Kid Rock and Cocky. Not in my rotation, but I do have
0: certain songs that are now in my favorites. Yep. And then we did uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam... Always in the rotation, and I will admit that was the first time I ever listened to that album in its entirety. Wow! Okay, yeah, I wore that. I wore that. Says I, wore a that lot.
1: I have wore that CD out. And we did uh, Kiss Destroyer first time I had listened to it in its entirety, not because I hadn't heard the individual songs, but I heard them in album order on an album.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, it's it's kind of it's like I probably had heard the majority of those Pearl Jam songs, right? And I like guess it's pretty hard not to, if you listen to any type of radio, to have not heard a lot of those Kiss songs that are on that album. Agreed. Then we did Van Halen. Yes. And then somewhere in between this period, we were on a hiatus because of lockdown.
1: Yep, that was when the shutdown had first yeah. started.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's when I did a couple of, on my own. I did uh, Best of the Best, Which which one's better if you compare sales and different things that's when I did Kiss and Van Halen and then I did Def Leppard and Motley Crue yes I remember us talking about that one yeah we did we talked about the sales we were really surprised
1: really shocked about that yep yes Def Leppard surprised me
0: yep and uh see we did the very last album we did in its entirety I believe was Stevie Ray Vaughan the sky is crying yes yeah yeah, and then we had our discussions on top five drummers, drummers and dr- top five guitarists yes yes
1: that was a good one
0: yeah you know and i was i had not listened to this band a lot since i was probably a kid but they put they went through and they remastered it in dolby atmos mm. And I've heard it again here recently because they put out their, this album that way, and I think we—I uh, really—we really both probably both did him a disservice by not putting him on there, Mick Fleetwood.
1: Ah, yes, 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 yes. That, that, yes, I could get behind that.
0: Because they put they put out rumors. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Fair enough. And I was like, listen to that, with, especially with the Atmos recording, and I'm like it makes such a difference. It's not just like being remastered. I don't know what they do, but it sounded like Lindsey Buckingham was standing next to me in the kitchen.
1: Yes, I do know what you mean. Um, It is a really much more natural sound. Um, I have only noticed it because the car has the adapter Mm -hmm. for the eight speakers. And uh, now when I'm listening, where I listen through the dot, the echo dot, or if I listen through even the stereo, you really don't get the, on certain songs, you don't know like how they're actually mixing the music between your ears. Meaning, like sometimes if there's two singers, one's on the left, one's on the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a guitar, there's two guitars. One could be on the left, one could be on the right. And then you just blend the sound together, but your brain can hear... Each distinction. So it is a different way to listen to things, and it's it's my preferred way of listening to it. So uh, same thing with HD radio. If you can get it, don't even listen to the normal stuff anymore. Just listen to HD. It makes music better. It actually does.
0: You just mentioned um, one guitarist on the right channel, one on the left channel. That's the way ACDC always did their music. Mm-hmm. Pink so Floyd's it,
1: famous for it. Yeah. Wish You Were Here hmm. starts on the left, and actually... Um, if you have a sensitive enough sound system, if you turn down the left speaker, you can hear the guitarist waiting to come in. He coughs, he sniffles, and he does all this other stuff that is too low for you to hear unless you s- single out the channel. So that was one thing that blew our minds, was turning the right channel or left channel completely off and just listening to what the other guy does.
0: That's my favorite Pink Floyd song. <laughs>
1: uh, yes, it's one, of my, Which... it's one of mine, if my not favorite song as well.
0: It. it I mean...
1: But yes, you can hear before the second guitar comes in with the little bit of a different from the main refrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you like I said, you can hear him cough and sniffle and well, kind of move around. You can hear him moving his fingers on the strings. Yep. You can literally hear I him slide his hands up
0: and down it. I mean, uh, the sound system I grew up with was awesome. But I would have never thought to to do that because... Well, I don't I really I don't know was it recorded that way way back in the 70s? Um all
1: I know is that they had to have remastered it because do you remember the giant laser disks? I don't know why anyone ever thought this was a
0: yeah, good idea. Yeah, we had a laserdisc player. There yes. you
1: go. So the first time I heard the song was on what was considered Dolby's highest level mm-hmm. off of a laser disc. Yeah. That thing was huge. It was a CD yeah, the they're, size of they're a massive, record. yeah. And uh That's when I noticed it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, I'm hearing stuff. We were smoking. Big shock. I was smoking in college. Um, But I heard something, and so we turned down one of the channels. And then we just listened to the guy over in the corner waiting for his thing. And you can hear him getting ready to start, like I said, doing all sorts of things in the background. So, um, yes, certain songs are just so meant to be played um, where the decoder knows what channel everything's supposed to be coming from.
0: That's, that's so it's that's so cool, that is so cool. Yeah, that was uh, probably the first Pink Floyd song that that I ever truly was like, man, listen to that. Then again, I was fifteen and drunk, but
1: well, I mean, you
0: know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, times times are different now. Tough times, tough times. Tough, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, thirty Please. hard years. But uh, yeah, that was uh. See that we did, I know we did 10 straight episodes between us and then I think I did five on my own. So we got like, we did like 15 episodes.
1: Not bad. Not a bad start. But uh, total music. Total music. And and, uh, like I said, not a bad start. So now we can start re-recording so that faithful listeners have something to do on a lazy
0: afternoon. We're going to do some, what are we going to do? We're going to do some Star Wars? I don't know yet. We're going to figure that out. Did you watch the 90s show? No. You haven't watched the 90s show? Man, that 90s show's pretty good.
1: I gotta watch it. uh, Because How I Met Your Father was so disappointing. I Uh, haven't
0: watched that because I've heard that was very disappointing. Oh,
1: it's so bad. Um, And, you know, I was such a big fan of How I Met Your Mother. So I'm not going back for more, you know, remakes. Mm -hmm. Although I will say Night Court, two thumbs up.
0: Okay. Loved that show. I'm, that, that's on my list. Of
1: of yes, it's not the same. Uh, it's a little forced right now. A lot it, of them are dead. Um, I was surprised how many of them were still alive. Uh, but yes, a lot of them have passed on. So, Most who? importantly, Harry. Bull's Harry? still alive. Roz is still alive. Uh, is Bull on the show? No. Okay. But Bull is still alive. Yeah. And Roz is still alive. And then obviously, um, John is on and the show.
0: The, Blonde-haired woman whose name escapes me.
1: Uh, Christine was her character Mm -hmm. on the show. She has passed on, I believe. Can't think of her name. Um, And I cannot remember. I just remember because they make a reference. I'm not spoiling anything to it, but they make a reference to them getting married. Like from the original. I mean, they got married in the original show.
0: I don't remember it. It was
1: at the very end, one of the last Mm -hmm. seasons.
0: That's why I don't remember it.
1: Yes. The DA and Prosecutor got married. Mm Mm-hmm. So but yes, a lot of them are not still with us. Um interesting enough, here's a little sci-fi. Do you know that Brent Spiner, Commander Data, or Lieutenant Commander Data, whichever uh you know, season we're in, um, he started out his very first TV show was Night Court. Really? Yes, he's in huh. one of the first Episodes, and he had a recurring character, um, and he was playing a country bumpkin okay. with his country bumpkin wife, and he would make country bumpkin jokes Alrighty. to the judge. Good and he times. was a, he was a recurring character that was always, you know, being questioned by the judge. So, but yes, Brent Spiner, look it up, Brent Spiner and Night Court. You won't even recognize him because he's so young, and he talks like this. I mean, it's just.
0: That's insulting.
1: A little bit, but you yeah. know, we just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. That's
0: how they do it. That's how they always make fun of country folk. Yeah, that's all right. Gotta dumb down that accent.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if they want to make fun of a, well, a Karen, they give her a Long Island <laughs> accent. I was going to say, deliverance didn't do us any favors. No, no, but taxi driver didn't do New Yorkers any favors. So, I mean, in the sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the 70s. That is the 70s yes. for
1: you, back when TV did and movies didn't suck as much. Not that TV and movies suck now, but the timidness of it is uh, frustrating sometimes. And the just overwhelming need to be PC and be inclusive. And I'm not against any of that, faithful listeners. I I fully support everyone having a fair share. But at the same time, if you're going to force something, I'm going to call you on it. Mm-hmm. If something does not feel natural, I'm going to call you on it. So, make sure that it flows. Um, Everybody likes to make fun of fanboys because they get butt hurt because things are changing. Well, guess what? Be original. Come up with something new. Quit taking someone else's intellectual property and then changing a race or changing a a gender and then calling it brand new because it's not.
0: Do you watch Velma?
1: Um, No, because it has the lowest... Score ever And I read the transcript I've watched it And watched they the vilify episodes. Fred Because he is a rich Wealthy white dude
0: Well he has a very small penis too
1: And he has a very small penis Apparently Yeah so, He's
0: 16 and he hasn't Gone through puberty
1: I, Again um, It's really obvious That that show Is about girl power So hey More more power to you I'm not, I'm not going to say That it's bad Because I haven't watched it I will say The jokes that I've read Are terrible um the transcript that i read online was not funny in the slightest um shaggy i mean everybody got changed i don't understand what i mean it doesn't even have scooby-doo in it which i no, guess it
0: does not again it's not called scooby-doo it's, it's called not it's, velma. Called,
1: it's called velma so that's fine they can do what but it's it's a but not, if you're a scooby-doo fan you're not going to like this it's, I mean, like, people are murdered for real. It not, made me
0: want to find where the, the Scooby-Doo we watched in the 80s is, is on, it's got to be on somewhere.
1: Um, it is. Uh, I can't remember where, but I watched the one with, uh, actually, I just watched it a uh, couple of weeks ago because I wanted to see it. It was the one with the Addams Family, the oh, original yeah. 60s cartoon Addams Family. Yeah. So those of you who are fans of Jenna Ortega and Wednesday on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, those who give Gooseman trouble about his appearance, you obviously did not watch the original cartoon. Now, granted, I will give you this. He's too fat. They should have made him lose like 60 pounds. He's a bit, uh, cause he's I a also, bit big boned. Oh, man, I watched a movie with him um, and a French action star. Um, he was in Jurassic Dominion, the last one. I'm not sure if he, he was in Boogie the Boogie Nights was he really
0: yeah okay And he was like a extra on the porn sets so he was on there like in his like underwear or like leggings i only
1: recognized him because i watched this movie he hadn't always been this thick philip guzman and and this you know this black guy from uh from france great action flick don't get me wrong fantastic a uh, great storyline, the whole nine yards. But Guzman, gosh, every time he walks, it looks like his knees are just going to buckle. How does How does he
0: do a action movie?
1: Um, what is he a BJJ basically, guy? Basically, uh, runs out of breath um, and uh, catches up to the bad guys after the really athletic dude has caught him.
0: I thought you were going to tell me he's one of these BJJ pussies.
1: No, 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 no. He he. No, he's fat. Uh, not a good shot. I mean, they, they kind of play into that with him. But yeah, he's he's super big now. I mean, his belly just hangs over. So he, in in a way, does not technically look. He fills the role. Gomez is Mexican. You know what I mean? Like Gomez Adams. I don't understand.
0: I got the name, name Adams.
1: Adams, but that's sure. But Gomez, you know, that does strike a Latino uh, bell. I know plenty of Gomez's his last name. Maybe names. his name's
0: Adams Gomez.
1: Who knows? But then why would she be Wednesday Adams?
0: Maybe they're back they're backwards in more than one way.
1: Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the transcriptionist read it wrong that's and his it. name was Adam Gomez. And
0: they're like, Oh, this has to be different. He didn't get off the boat. He when he came across the river, there was someone waiting on him. Right. You know, um, what? You, know, you know what here? You're immigrant. I'm gonna let you come in, but I'm messing up your name forever. Yeah, just
1: you know, you're Sam Francisco. Uh <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, <laughs> he does... That was good. He does a great job with the role in Wednesday. Um, but, eh, But if you go back and look at the... Again, we're back I on I think it's because he wasn't in it that much. Um, the, the voice was much different. You know, the actor who played him played Gomez differently. So, Raul... Raul Julia will always be my... I oh, forgot about him. Uh, Gomez Adams. Yes. Um, I... We had this discussion with some friends the other night. I think the woman from the TV show is the prettiest out of all the people who have played it. And that includes... Well, that's Catherine Zeta-Jones, No, dude. that's the most recent one. Oh, oh you're talking way back. Oh, the TV show that was in the 60s. And the little trivia is that is that people didn't know that because of the fact that they were filming in black and white, that most of the set is neon pink. If you're there in person, really, and then when you watch it on TV, it's muted tones of gray and black. But if you actually saw a color picture of the Adams family from way back when, the set was actually pink. Very strange. How do you know that? I don't know it. it I read it the other day when they were ta- they've been talking about. Damn, it. that was good. They that were was talking, a good factoid. That little factoid. It's pink, and you can look it up. Look it up, just Google. You know, Adam's Family '60s TV show and set, and you will see it. It's in bright.
0: Well, I guess we'll see that when Rob Zombie makes his version of the Adam's Family movie. Because well, probably, yeah. That's his um, type of colors. But the
1: '60s actress, yeah, she's the prettiest out of all of them. But I mean, Angelica Houston, pretty, pretty because pretty. of the way that um, Tim Burton always had her in like this dark light, but it was always. Like a little light right across the eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. And she was just, I don't know, her acting was just so superb that if you could put her mannerisms into the woman from the 60s, that would be my perfect one. And then Christina Ricci is always going to be my Wednesday. But as far as Jenna Ortega goes, she played well. Oh, man. She knocked it out of the daggum park. She really, really did. Because she's a good actress, I think. She is a good actress, yes, sir. I agree with that 100%. She is
0: a person who's good at her job.
1: Yes. She did Wednesday justice. Again, Christina Ricci, just because I grew up with her. And, you know, she does look more like the cartoon. You know, I mean, I hate to say it. Christina Ricci has a five head, not a four head. Um, Yes, she is. And and with her hair pulled back and in the pigtails. She looked exactly like the cartoon. Uh, not that Jenna doesn't, but Jenna does have more Latino look to her. Yeah. Um, but that would make sense given the fact that her dad is Gomez Adams. So I don't know which way to go with that one. I don't really care one way or the other. Um, that's just personal preference being an 80s kid. I you know I like Christina Ricci, but do not get me wrong. Um, if you haven't seen uh, Wednesday, watch it. It is so worth the while it's worth the while. It is worth the ride, I promise. It's it's a really it's a very good show. I enjoyed it immensely.
0: I have to admit I did not watch I watched the very first Adams Family movie. I did not watch the one Adam's that, Family that, Values. That, that one that MC Hammer hoard himself out for. I didn't watch that one. The, the, um the MC values. Hammer
1: hoard himself out for the second Ghostbusters. That was Bobby Brown. That was Bobby Brown. I am so sorry. My kid wants one of those. Okay. Um, you're
0: right, I apologize. That's a right. good cat no good catch. I mean, but I mean come on, they're pretty similar in look back then. You
1: know what, uh, it's the same concept. Yeah. Writing the songs that mm-hmm. they did and yeah.
0: Yes, I did forgot Too about legit. it. Legit Too legit to quit <laughs> <Da-da. Yeah. laughs> I know. No, I mean I, I, I Well, might... not everybody
1: can be as talented as Mr. Ray and come up with who you gonna call? Because name another soundtrack just again because we go off onto different tangents with our things sometimes. Name another soundtrack on a movie with that was made for the movie.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: That actually did super super well.
0: That made the the guy who wrote it so rich. Yes, he doesn't do anything ever again if he didn't want it.
1: every single Halloween. Ghostbusters will be on, yeah. and who you're going to call is going to be on the radio yeah. at least a hundred times.
0: I saw, it's at least, he at least has a gold album out of it. I saw yeah. it on his wall, Remember, and it might have been platinum.
1: Mariah Manx, Mariah Carey, uh, for you guys outside of the United States, every Christmas, obviously, she she actually recorded a Christmas album. Give her credit. She did some of the old favorites, but she actually wrote a couple of new songs that have become Christmas favorites, Right. Mm-hmm. I think they said she makes between the TV and the radio because they play the song so much. Every year, I think she makes around sixty million dollars just off of Christmas music. That doesn't include her other hits and her other things, but she gets paid around Christmas just for those songs. So that gives you an example. Like so, some things. But so again, back to the original name a song that was written for a movie. Now, I can name other songs that were in movies. Did
0: Whitney Houston write a song specifically for The Bodyguard?
1: Okay, so that was technically a remake of a Dolly Parton song. It, that so, one was, but was but I'm not another sure. one in there? Leanne Rhymes also recorded the song, too. Um, so, hmm. what I will say is, if she recorded it for The Bodyguard, I do not remember if she did. That's a ba- That's, that that's is the absolutely- only thing
0: I can come up with.
1: <clears throat> there aren't that many um uh the oh keep my wife's name out of your mouth uh will smith wrote the men in black clap clap yeah uh wild wild west wild wild west i mean he i mean he's kind of guilty of some of those songs
0: yeah let's look good okay keep Um, talking we're gonna look and see how many uh albums that stupid song sold oh yeah i mean god bless that garbage my wife
1: soundtracks Used to be so much better back in the day. I would buy soundtracks for movies because you would get so many different songs. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, like oh the brother, Lost boys. Oh brother, oh brother, we're out there. That's another good one. Man of constant sorrow was written and recorded specifically for that movie. Well, there you go. So um, we,
0: we 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 almost did that. Highest we, selling bluegrass album of all time. We did all the research for that but then ended up not recording that Yes,
1: faithful listener. We were going to do the uh, soundtrack to uh, Oh Brother Out There and uh, if you haven't seen that one, that's a fantastic movie. Uh, George Clooney would be the most recognizable star. There are lots of them uh, but that's the one that comes to my mind and so many quotable moments from that movie it's ridiculous. Um, But that's another one. Uh, Sia did write one uh, her original hit that everybody loved talking about being uh, something about The Chosen One, uh,
0: Elastic Heart. That oh. was
1: written for, uh, that was specifically written for the, I've never seen the movie, but it was written for the Hunger Games soundtrack.
0: It went gold Wild Wild West.
1: I mean, think about that though. That's, 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 that's still
0: that, most people cannot, half a million. Yeah,
1: most people cannot even get, I mean, no, Catherine McPhee, like who was a supposedly an American Idol runner-up. She tried her best and never sold half a million. What
0: year was Men in Black? Uh,
1: 92,
0: I think. So that was before Wild Wild West.
1: Yes, it was before. That was one of his most, one of his more recent movies. Um, Because I think... uh, Getting jiggy with it. Was that on there? No, but that is from a movie though, I think. Maybe not. I'm not really sure. I'll be honest with you. Here we go,
0: Men in Black. All right. But, a song. here yeah, come you the men
1: in Back Clap, clap. Galaxy oh, that was, his Adventures. First, that was his first single when there. he came
0: back as a recording artist. There you go. That's another thing. So, oh, dear Lord, the certifications on this could be ridiculous before I click the button. Hmm. I mean, because one, it's his return to music. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, some from back when he was... So, he went from music
1: to sitcoms to movies and then back to music. Yeah. Wow, okay. And this is this
0: Men in Black was his return to music.
1: Right, hey, that it's was on the radio. It, think about now a song about a movie being on the radio. Would you that think,
0: happen nowadays?
1: Oh, God. Here comes the adventures. I clap, clap. It. No, it's not going to happen.
0: You think gold or platinum? I'm going to go gold. All right, let's see. Oh. Oh. Uh. Oh. All
1: right, now, nobody can see you.
0: America's not listed. I guess it didn't in the United States.
1: Oh, wow, okay, then it didn't. Uh, I'm shocked, because I do... The United
0: Kingdom, though, it went double platinum.
1: I can see that, I can see that. In
0: Australia, double platinum, but
1: in the United States, there's nothing here. Uh, I find that hard to believe, because the number of times I heard it on the radio, but maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I can re-Google it for a different
0: way, but I mean, it seems like that would be there... R-I-A-A stats of uh, Men in Black.
1: No, I mean, who knows? Um, But... That's a...
0: I mean... Bands
1: get popular, though, from movies. Uh, Guns N' Roses. No one remembers that Welcome to the Jungle was in the final Dirty Dirty Harry movie. It was in the first scene.
0: Damn right, it was the... Something pulled. Deadpool. Deadpool.
1: Yes, and people do not remember that, but as soon as people heard that song they said who is this and where can i run and get that album but uh, the, do
0: you remember who they had playing the guy that was pretending to sing it i don't uh, jim carrey
1: was it really it was he's that was weird because when he was uh, first started in movies he's in the actual background of a lot of movies being the stand-up comedian like he's doing his stand-up and they just happen to be in like a comedy club and you're like why is jim carrey in the background Like. Didn't he get paid like $20 million a film?
0: Uh, that was like the early, late 80s, though. Yes. So was, he, he was on, was that before? Right, when he first. Then Living Color came before
1: out? Before In Living Color. That's how I think he got on in Living Colors because he had been in the background of a bunch of movies. Mm. And he was known for his physical comedy, obviously, making the faces yeah. and contorting his body and being over the top.
0: Well, so. the album is triple platinum.
1: The Men in Black album? Yeah. Now, that one, you could have bet me an arm or a leg and you would have gotten it.
0: It had four singles from the album.
1: So, I mean, think about that. Again, now, he's a very popular, I mean, he's popular. Well, he is extremely popular. He's also a very intelligent music writer, an excellent music writer. Um, I'm the DJ, or I'm the rapper, he's the DJ, which they had one before, but that's the one that the parents don't just understand. Mm Mm-hmm. That one was one of my, that was my first introduction to him, and on that album there is a Nightmare on Elm Street song.
0: That's a good one. I like the one where he's fighting Mike Tyson.
1: Well, the thing is, uh, also there was one on there called "You Saw My Blinker, Bitch," and it was the only. I remember that. With the it one. was the only song on the entire album that was not like literally baby-friendly, <laughs> but they're just out of nowhere, Rink it old bad looking like a Sharpay. You know what I mean? Like. So, but, yes. Yeah, sorry, we're getting off on tangents. Let's get back to where we need to be.
0: And we're going to take a...
1: To you, it'll be a nothing break, nothing but to break, us, but it's me. a bathroom we'll break. we take
0: a quick little break. Okay, no time for you. It's a good little time for us, though.
1: <laughs> yes. All yeah. right, so we're going to do it. Libations and laughs.
0: Quick little trend.
1: The songs you oh. songs by patients.
0: Alexa, and what are you doing? That was weird. Sorry, we had a we had a guest momentarily. Her name was Alexa. She gets sassy.
1: She's round. She's bound to get the flavor down. Yeah, she's same I just um, had to,
0: I totally just un- unplugged her. And uh, oh, yes, I have a robot servant.
1: I uh, you know I can't say anything. We went with the Alexa Video Hub. Mm-hmm. And with the Alexa Echo Dots, so I can sit in my room and call people from my Alexa. Yeah. I can sit in my room and turn my TV on and turn all my lights off and the whole nine yards from my Alexa.
0: Yeah, I use this as a room to room thing. I yeah. was
1: I was uh, lost and now I'm found yeah. in the 21st century of magic.
0: <laughs> so we're going to do a little quiz, a little quiz here. uh, Let it be pre-known
1: that before I arrived at Ben Davis's house today that I was not aware of said quiz. So I'm going to be doing this off the cuff so y'all don't make fun of me if I don't get everything right.
0: McCarthy does not have any previous knowledge of any of these questions I've written. Uh, I wrote these questions today about an hour before he got here. So if the questions suck, uh, get over it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. You can see yourself to Know Your Role Boulevard and Smackdown Avenue.
0: That's right. hmm That's another good show.
1: Again, back in the day wrestling. I'm sorry, but... The Rock is a good to show. The, the Rock is a fantastic show. Not that we get off on tangents yes. or anything, but it is fantastic because they're, they're saying all this cool stuff. You know? <laughs> I mean, back. I'm sorry. I totally forgot that telling someone to drink a piping hot glass of monkey piss was so hilarious. <laughs> I forgot that telling anyone to turn anything sideways and shove it up their candy ass was hilarious. Yeah, talk
0: about being canceled today, though,
1: huh? And then, again, it was, just like I said, you can show yourself to Know Your Role, <laughs> you know your role Avenue and Jabroni Drive. Yep. Check into the hotel, shove the key sideways, shove it up your candy ass, and get your complimentary glass of hot piping monkey piss.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Back in the day. We watched it, and we were like, yeah! It was a male soap opera, and they gave
0: us what we wanted. We'd so. go to school and say it back, or <laughs> go to work, or oh, wherever. Lord. Okay, so <laughs> each of these questions has a, has a theme. The theme would be, one of the bands that we've covered, or one of the artists that we've covered is... featured predominantly in the question all right let's hit
1: them up again and i uh i am a repository of useless pop information so hopefully hmm. my brain will remember
0: and they're basically in order too so (laughs) (laughs) that'll help it might help you out
1: that'll all right all right number one now by one
0: what concert album did oasis release last year on its 25th anniversary
1: What's the story of Morning Glory?
0: Well, no, that's the album we covered. <laughs> not, not the... They didn't. don't think they did that in concert. They probably did a few of the songs, but it was Nebworth 96.
1: I did not know that. Yeah. So that's a cool little fact. Mm-hmm. As always, once again, faithful listeners bringing you music and pop facts that you can actually use in everyday conversation.
0: We talked about that during that podcast actually you remember that
1: um you know we drink during these podcasts (laughs) so i'm just gonna be honest with
0: you well you're not the quite the oasis fan that i am
1: no that is true also although they're in the mix now baby i mean i can i hit random a lot like i drive uh, a lot just faithful listeners for my job i have to drive um several several hours sometimes to get to where i'm going and so um I have a lot of songs, well over 6,000 songs on my my iPhone. Um, I've been collecting music since I was in uh, at least 6th or 7th grade and uh, so I eventually took 400 plus CDs and uploaded them into my iTunes catalog plus the music that I bought. Um, so I will say this, I am a music fan. I love music. And so I will often just go to songs, and then hit random. And so it chooses a random song out of the almost six thousand. And uh, I think it has a little bit of a brain because certain songs do play a little bit more often than others. Mm-hmm. And believe me, uh, uh, Wonderwall—it's <laughs> on there. And I'm yeah. sorry, I still going down the highway singing it at the top of my lungs. <laughs>
0: Makes you want to get your old, get an acoustic guitar like you're at a bar. It,
1: it is um, a very summer song to me, though. Mm-hmm. I want to have the windows down like a nice breeze and then me just sing along with it. That is, that is how I feel when I listen to that music. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, great album. Again, I this was never introduced good, to it. Um... Certain songs I don't, you know, are just not my jam, but there are certain songs that are on there that remind me of my childhood because I loved
0: them even back then. Oasis was was a 90s band, but they weren't American 90s. They were mm-hmm. Britpop, so they were happy.
1: They were extremely popular. Yeah. They made a bunch of money. Everybody knew the brothers, uh, oh God, yeah.
0: Gallagher. Well, they made happy music, but they weren't happy people. Fair enough, um, but they made music that people wanted to sing at bars. Yeah, Their music... Now that I think of it, was more akin to 80s music in the 80s in America.
1: I would say it was not the typical early 90s grunge. Nope. Um, it was more Britpop, like you said, yeah. but it had a twist to it. Mm. Um, when I think Britpop, because I'm a little bit older than you, then I think of like Wham. Um, and I know that's really going back. George Michael yeah, and I his know original that, but partner. I
0: was like, Britpop, really? Was that, a, was that a term back then?
1: Um, no. Because but, oh you're because um, K pop is actually sure, how it started. Look at you K pop actually I've never heard anybody use blank pop ever yeah. until K pop. And that's when Korean boy bands became very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Then J pop became very, very popular. So now they call B pop there's no such thing. You know, their their people right now are so diverse. Like mm-hmm. Adele mm-hmm. um versus uh the red headed kid. Um, oh yeah, so too diverse. But back in the day, remember Phil Collins, Wham, mm-hmm. David Bowie, um, who was more eclectic, obviously. But still, um, the Rolling Stones were still making music back then. I mean, you just got so many different people out of Britain um, that made music that sounded like American '80s style music. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I'm going with it in terms of, they weren't quite 80s to me, but they definitely were part of that revival of rock that started to come back out of Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God they revived rock, because it was a little bit lacking in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, up until that point, remember, we didn't have too much other than metal, and then the 90s grunge revolution.
0: So we tried to drive out into uh, the ground,
1: didn't we? And then, my goodness, that was just a great time to be alive. Because uh, oh, there was that the meme I sent you. I couldn't. I can't like Nirvana, yeah. S- Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, um, Alice in Chains, uh, Guns like and Roses, like Guns and Roses, and somebody else all released an album within six months of each other. They did. And every last one of them was a gold. Some were platinum. But every last album that I mentioned went gold. And every last album I mentioned went on to extreme, not just a little popularity. I'm talking about extreme popularity. So that was more of, a, like a like again, a rock revolution. Like rock was in. At that time, I think it was more gangster rap. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of poppy rap back then. Now there was, there was a don't get me wrong, there's times. R.B. But, you know, N.W.A., um oh goodness. Uh Big Daddy Kane.
0: That's, that's West Coast, man.
1: Um well early, early Tupac, early Biggie, um, Digital Underground. Remember Tupac was on that before he was oh, in Humpty Dance. Humpty Dance is your chance. Uh but yeah, there was just a different that there, that was far a few between. But now if you listen to NWA, E Z E um Listen Ice T. Uh, even oh, before Lord. he got into heavy metal. Uh, yeah, body count. Yeah. Body count. Uh, he was still kind of edgy rap. You know, more mm-hmm. talking about women. I mean, he wouldn't
0: pimp them, man. Oh, goodness gracious.
1: Uh, but although he did that song for the whole train off of uh, WWE. Oh, my gosh. If you remember the WWE soundtrack, um, that one actually had uh, Disturbed. Oh, I the don't heavy metal that band. No. They did Hunter Helst Hermsley's intro. Um, the Rock was done by Cypress Hill. Um, the Walls of Jericho were done by Nickelback
0: uh, do somebody.
1: I do not know. I'll be honest with you. But I'm talking about heavy metal bands did everything. And also remember the intro from the original. Limp Biscuit did one. Um, and um uh, so Stone Cold work. Steve Austin was the uh the one by disturbed. Mm. Um but uh oh my gosh the the music that came off of that soundtrack was insane. A lot of really really popular popular bands. But again, difference between I'm going to write this song for TV versus I'm going to write this song for my album. Um public enemy um just all those bands mm. like all those album like people that put out albums fear of a black planet you know in the early 90s uh 911 is a joke in your town <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh so different a little bit different aspect to the rap that was then now it's just so mainstream and so you know kind of part of everyday life um but it's also a lot softer than it used to be i mean back in the day uh the ghetto boys uh damn it feels good to be a gangster (laughs) i mean uh ice cube today was a good day oh i love that one so there were songs that were a little bit more popular and more poppy and and, but they still basically told you i will shoot you in the face if you mess with me yeah
0: i mean i didn't have to use my ak
1: i didn't have to use or ghetto boys
0: and he's talking about what is it
1: uh Nobody puts man, gangster ass nut, nut in that bitch. Nobody puts <laughs> gangster ass in words on blast cuz everybody knows gangster ass blanks don't run fast.
0: <laughs> I mean, oh my god. You know what I mean like, yeah.
1: it's a little tiny and when you hear it today you're just like wow man I mean these, these dudes were doing their thing back then but this this song was on the radio all the time. So anyway, we got off topic. What's my next <laughs> question?
0: Makes you wonder if some people are still alive uh Green Day Green Day are releasing a 25th anniversary edition of this late 90s classic album
1: Okay so I'm it's obviously not Dookie So I'm going to go with the rock ballad one that came afterwards that I just cannot remember the name of It had uh September ends on it
0: Oh, you're going with American Idiot. Yes, that would be that
1: would have been my guess.
0: Okay, I think that was.
1: Was that maybe mid to late nineties?
0: That came after two thousand and one because they reference it in the in the the song Holiday.
1: Do they really? They do. My Holiday is a great song. Mm -hmm. This would be Nimrod. Nimrod. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a song off of Dookie?
0: It might be. I don't
1: know. No, I think that's a song that's on
0: Doogie. Mm. I might be wrong. It, it's this the album though. It's the name of the album. Okay, so they yeah. named it after mm. one of the Made songs it. from mm. the original mm-hmm. album. Yep. Then, yeah, it's, it's the name of it. Nimrod is the album, and um, it was the first Green Day one I did not buy when it came out. <laughs> I was not as big of a fan of the
1: rock ballad or rock opera. Um, I appreciated certain that songs. Album cover. Remember I don't it? even know that. I'll just be honest with you.
0: I think it's the one that has Good Riddance on it. I, th- I thought
1: that was off of Dookie. But yep, anyway. that's
0: the one right here. Good Riddance, Time of Your Life. It is the biggest song on the album. Time of Your Life was such a great yeah. song. And uh, Hitchin' a Ride. Yeah, I know that one. Nice Guys Finish Last.
1: I must, yeah, I just, I'm just. i getting confused then. In my old age, I'm just Those are the...
0: That's got some other songs on it, but those are the only ones I've ever heard, King for a day, I know that one yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, um I do know that one as well, but yeah, it's getting a four disc treatment where they're releasing apparently a it might be Dolby atmos, I'm not hundred percent sure on that of that um then they're releasing a live of in their support of when they were back in ninety seven going on tour oh that oh, I remember that a album of unreleased material from that period, I believe is what it said. And then the fourth one is the one I'm most excited about. It's going to be Demos. Ooh! And it's demos of not just songs from that period, but previously and later too.
1: Alright, that's going to be kind of cool, um, because uh, several artists back in the day have released, remember, B-Sides and Demos? Mm -hmm. And every one of those I really tend to like a lot, because... Mm -hmm. Those are the times when bands, I think, tend to experiment with different sounds and things like that. And so you get to hear a different side. And then all of a sudden, you'll run into this gem yeah. of a song. And you're like, oh my gosh, why did this not make it on the radio?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I've had that happen a lot with. Um... I can't say it because it's going to ruin one of the questions. <laughs> nope, don't say it then. Nope. All right. Next one. This is a Metallica question. All righty. Okay. Mary on a Cross, a big hit last year by this band, covered Inter Sandman on the Metallica Blacklist album from 2001. Mary on a Cross.
1: I'm going to be honest, I'm 0 for 3 now because the only person I've ever known to do a Metallica cover was the Foo Fighters.
0: You mean as much as i talked to you about this album, you still didn't listen to it?
1: I guess I did not. I'm. Mean, I, I feel embarrassed now, uh, faithful listeners. What did? Which one was it? It's
0: the band Ghost. Ghost. I oh talked my gosh. to you about we all were, the time. We
1: were literally just talking about this within the last hour. Gosh, why didn't I get that one? <clears throat> well, I'm over three. I'm not doing so well. But we But this is leading to education, and I always. I was like music education. Yes.
0: Uh, so you really haven't listened to The Blacklist?
1: No. Um, oh, honestly, I, I, that's going to be one thing I did. Uh, you know, just even... Because, I I mean, I am introducing the girl to different things. Uh-huh. So even yesterday, she loves Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. And I said, you do that realize... Your favorite th- band. You do realize that there is a heavy metal version of this, or like a hard rock version. Yeah. And she was like, no. And I'm like... Alexa, play Alien Ant Farm. Hmm? <clears throat> and now she wants to hear that version, <laughs> even over the original
0: Michael you know, Jackson uh, version. Uh, my yeah, my daughter. That's her favorite. Favorite is Michael Jackson. Oh, I mean, yeah, because anyone
1: with half of a musical brain can hear the genius in
0: yeah, it. And she, she can do some of the dance moves and stuff. But the Alien Ant Farm thing, I think she throw hands with you, man. <laughs> She does ah. not she does not prefer that.
1: Oh, well, there's I I it's not that I prefer, you know, it was like mm-hmm. my daughter. However, I do appreciate. It's like uh, that song I do too. She's just um, such a it, somebody that I used to know by Gaia or Gaia. Or, oh, yeah. They have the regular version and then they have the acoustic version. I'm
0: trying to think And the
1: too. acoustic version's kind of cool because on the video everybody's playing the same guitar. Like it's a giant oh, guitar, wow, that's cool, and everybody's using the different parts of the strings to play the the two different parts that's pretty neat, yeah, oh no, it's worth the watch, and I think the vocals are better in the acoustic one than the original
0: hmm. well, the Metallica blacklist album now, I have to admit, I've only listened to it in its entirety once, but there's certain songs on here that I have added, sure to my uh. Shuffle list you know, oh, and yeah. I'll play, you know, uh, and it'll just play. Again, I've got, yeah, got my definitely my favorites. Every song on the album is covered by numerous artists. All like, right, that's kind of cool. Like uh, Inner Sandman, I, I mentioned by that. Ghost. It's also covered by Weezer. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. All right, that's kind of cool. Um, the all, album in its entirety is fifty three songs. Holy crap! Yeah it is four hours long. My goodness. So you could put it in for your road trip
1: and you I was might say, finish it by the time you get done. I was going to say, done. if you're heading to the beach from where we live, yeah, yeah, put that in, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize, um, put that in and just listen to Metallica the whole way to
0: the, the coast. But my favorite out of every single one on here, some actually there's a, a couple of them that were done by rappers. Okay, yeah. All right, fair enough. And my favorite... Is um, Which one was it? I have to read it off because I don't want to mess it up. It was Nothing Else Matters. Alright. Hard to remake that one. With Miley Cyrus featuring Yo-Yo Ma, Chad Smith, Elton John, and um, the current bassist for uh, uh, Metallica, excuse me. Trio, yeah, and uh, also on lead guitar it would be Andrew Watt.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we oh, talked yeah. about him. We, we
0: already we already discussed him.
1: So. Um. Well, that's still kind of cool. Miley Cyrus turns me off, but
0: I have Dude. not heard the song, so I will listen to it. There's a few songs in her life that I've heard her sing that I'm like, she will never. That and there's okay. gonna be few people who will ever sing that song right now. The way she's singing it is good,
1: okay? That's fair, that's fair.
0: And she's coming close on this, okay? I'll get well. If you're gonna say again, that, then, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have I'm to listen to it. You, the, the people I just listed off, she's with it's it's that thing's produced, that thing's canned. Oh, well, you'll get my playing uh, the,
1: the cello part of it, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Obviously, they had a symphony mm-hmm. when they or small symphony when mm-hmm. they they recorded the original. So that would be kind of cool just to hear him, yeah, that um, Elton produced. John. Like, but he's playing the piano, man. Um, Elton John, you know, he he went back and he made him some money before he got too old this year. You know, reached out and made album songs with uh, Dua Lipa. Do-lip-do-lip. And Britney Spears and yeah. all these other artists, really famous artists, and redid some of his old tracks. So
0: Don't forget, he got some of that Disney money, too.
1: Oh, he, he got a lot of that Disney money. Not a little. He wrote the soundtrack to The Lion King. so yeah.
0: He also got the Disney Plus money.
1: Oh, yeah. Because they just
0: streamed his last concert from the concert Dodger Stadium.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. And no offense to any beehive people out there, but yeah, the live action soundtrack does not compare to the original. Stop. Stop yourselves right now. Alright.
0: Question four. Kid Rock recently released a new album. To kick off the tour in which supports this album, which ex-president gives a pre-concert speech at every show or a pre-recorded one it's, it's pre-recorded and it plays before every every show
1: part of me want to say trump and part of me wants to say reagan or uh not reagan but bush can't imagine him playing a clinton clip i can almost see an obama clip i'm gonna go with the bush Should have gone with your heart Ah, went with Trump. Damn it, I knew, see, I knew that. He
0: was a big trumpeter, so. Oh, he was a big Trump. Yeah, he's the one that went uh, to the White House with Trump and Ted Nugent.
1: Yes. And. Don't remember the third. Sarah Palin. Ah, yes, I can see uh, Russia from my house.
0: That's right. They were there and they, uh, they three of the greatest minds the planet's ever seen. What on, can the president come up with? I'm going to think that they found out
1: that they can't shoot a drunk, marble-smoking polar bear from her backyard.
0: That's, yeah, probably.
1: That's where I'm going with. So they looked
0: at the map right. Just just the right way. You're like, I can't, yeah, I can tell.
1: It's the bearing straight. <laughs> straight out of her backyard. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, um little... Pearl Jam uh adjacent question here. Ooh, nice. Uh, um Pearl Jam warned us our generation about Ticketmaster. Yes, they did. So, what female singer recently broke Ticketmaster? Taylor Swift,
1: uh, her album sales (laughs) prevented millions of people from getting tickets to her show when it crashed, and she actually, which doesn't happen very often nowadays, but she actually came out on social media and blasted them, saying that she just wants her fans to have an opportunity to come see her and to quit letting bots go in there and sweep up 50 tickets so that people can then turn around and make a profit off of them. Yep. So that one I did know. Yeah. Yay me.
0: You got that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good. I, didn't even, I didn't even get to finish the question. Yes, All right. I, I knew stuff. that
1: one. I, I knew that one just because I remember the day that it came out. Yeah, yeah. Because I was considering getting some tickets for the girl. Aunt. I didn't know that. Well, it's not like I want to go, but... My friend Maxie has been, and she's a beautiful woman, and and she, you know, they were in the, the yeah. really the lower Wait, section.
0: You, you said you said Maxie and beautiful woman. So I'm like, yeah, I understand.
1: Hey, I mean, come on, the guy knows what he likes. Uh, but he said it was more fun than he imagined, and he brought his 14 year old, 15 year old Mallory at the time, so they had a blast. Not a little fun, but according to him, he actually had a blast. So. <laughs> give it to Taylor Swift uh, to throw on, hey, throw on a good show. She's worth it. She should she should be able to afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he paid an arm and a leg for those tickets.
0: That's they, that's Orchestra. That's what it's called yeah. when you're down there.
1: I mean, like, put this way, the walkway went past their seats. Yeah. Like, she had to stand like five feet away from him, just mm-hmm. saying, and, and his daughter, obviously. Yeah, um, no like, you know, try to get that underwear shot yeah. so you can sell it to TMZ. Um, but, <laughs> no, again, I I have nothing against Taylor. I I'm not a fan of the music just because it's a type of music I don't listen to. It's not that it's bad. It's just not my cup of tea. However, no one sells as many records as she does and is not popular. You know what I mean? Like Oh yeah. I, I understand. It's it's like the old Simpsons quote, you know, like at some point whatever was nerdy faded away. And I was cool. And then all of a sudden, the stuff that I thought was cool faded away and this nerdy shit came back. (laughs) And right now, I'm just scared and confused by all of it. I love it.
0: (laughs) Okay, here we go. Number six. All right. KISS released the 40th anniversary edition of what some of their fans call their best overall but definitely their best 80s work uh album or uh song Uh, album destroyer oh close you're off because we we covered destroyer for the 45th that's what we did okay right. yes And then, you're right. People call that their best work. Yeah, they do. And then, but the people argue and say, no, it's this one, "Creatures of the Night." Ah ha ha! Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep those yep, are yep. the two that people always argue about.
1: And those are the two that I know the best. I'm yeah, just being they honest. They really
0: do. And they released this 40th anniversary edition, and it came out. It's it's not been out for a few months. It's been and it is it's long. They put out just like like they did we're doing with the the Nimrod coming out. Sure, yeah, it's got all these different sides, and love it. Yeah, love it's it. got a bunch of these demos like we were just talking about, and I am just now getting to it because I I've not been able to listen to the whole thing because, well, I'll start listening to it, and you're you're a dad, and anyone listening who's a dad, you know, you're taking a child somewhere, and then you get there. And then you get out, and then you get back in, and whatever you were listening to then may not pick back up. Sure. And then you're like, well, what was I listening to? And then you forget, and then you come back to it, say, when you remember again. (laughs) Right. That's kind of how it's been with this one. Let me me break in just for one sec. This is going to be
1: just a side note. On the albums we covered, did you mention Ozzy Osbourne's album? (gasps) I didn't. New I one? Totally skipped. I was gonna say I don't. I'm I don't have thinking, him written
0: down either. Yeah. How we, did I miss we that? We did
1: Ozzy's new album back then too. We did. Anyway, wow. It doesn't matter. I just that just all of a sudden you popped know in my what? brain.
0: And that has been our most listened to. That was the episode most, that of was, all of them.
1: That's because that was a more recent album, and people wanted to know what we thought about it. Yeah. Guitar work was okay. How did I don't know. But, miss in that? A, but uh, just real quick, uh, before we go back to the quiz, one of my favorite songs ever now is off of that album. It's the one with Post Malone. It's called "It's a Raid." Yeah, and it's not opener, the yeah. rappy-ish one, which yeah. that one made him a million dollars because it did go at least gold. I know that single yeah. went at least gold. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, but the other one, yes, "It's a Raid," and it's uh, Post Malone and him doing heavy metal together easily one of my favorite it's going to go into my top 50 favorite songs of all time
0: did you listen to the new album
1: uh no i have not listened to that one yet just because i'm like wow dude you're it's only been two years and you're already turning another one out and you're 80
0: i think he said this was it
1: yeah no, i didn't listen to this one yet did like the i guess again posty I mean, with Post yeah. Malone on it, I'm like, okay, let me figure that out. And then Eat Me was a good song, yeah, too. Yeah,
0: I think he and uh, Andrew Watt guy we talked about. Yes, that's what... For anyone who doesn't un- remember that, we said that he's a bit of a showboat, it seemed like. So, he yeah, He that... definitely plays out in front of the lead singer when you... When you're... That's know... not your job. So I think he and this Andrew Watt guy when they first got together to produce Ordinary Man, right. they originally were like, we want to do a three-album finisher. Uh, okay. But Ozzy had all his health problems. I was going to say. I mean, he... And they've knocked it down to,
1: to a duo. I'll have to, I'll have to check that one out then. Yeah, I don't know that one at all.
0: And I still think he wants to do some live shows, but I don't think he's going to live it.
1: I I mean, it wouldn't. Let's say I'm just gonna say it's not gonna surprise me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Ozzy was road hard and put up wet. Um, He's one of the you know best rockers of a generation for sure. Yeah. Um, But at the same time,
0: it's tough to beat that. You know that that resume, that voice, all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, "Bark at the Moon," um, just so many. Crazy Train, just ridiculously. Awesome metal songs back in the day.
0: All right, we got now we got a Van Halen here. Alrighty,
1: Van Halen, Van Hagar, or Van Halen.
0: Act well. I can't answer that. That's fair. Don't. I might just gave giving it away altogether. Ah, it's all right. All right. Sammy Hagar says this original <laughs> member won't speak to him, so any type of Eddie Van Halen tribute is off for now. Got to be David Lee Roth. Surprisingly, more no. Or is it his brother? He, it's his brother. The brother. See, I got it on the second yeah, one. Yeah. All right. He says that surprisingly, it's not Roth. He says they can actually occasionally have a short civil conversation. Fair enough. He says, but somewhere he says, he says that that Alex has a got a chafed ass. And won't talk to him.
1: Who knows? I mean, and that's, that's what he said. Remember, he was, they've he had several. said he had a chafed ass. They've had several lead singers. So, I mean, does he feel that way about Nuno Benincourt? <laughs> I
0: love that he has a chafed ch- ch- ass. I'm just
1: saying. Uh. Is his chafing extreme? I don't know. Oh, I would really—that
0: was a music joke that few <laughs> picked up on. I can say that right now. I would really like to see—I would like to see uh, a, a Sammy Hagar and a and a Alex Van Halen, and then what's the boy Wolf, Wolf gang Yeah, get together and do a little. little get together. I mean, for Eddie,
1: dude, we can go see the Eagles in two months. Who I are know. doing nothing but their special...
0: Who are doing nothing but breaking in the money because they don't need it.
1: All they're doing is the Eagles album. Eagles live album. Yeah. Like, Hotel, doing, California, Hotel California, the best yeah. hits and everything. Yeah. That's it. That's all they're doing.
0: Yeah, what's the ticket cost? I the don't spleen? know,
1: but I think when I looked it up, because I was going to tell a buddy, I remember not good seats were in the
0: 300s. Yeah, I know it's not going to be cheap. Yeah, not good. Seats. I wouldn't pay the money to go see the wallflowers at the Ramcat. I don't think I'm gonna pay that. Well,
1: you know, you and I talked about it, and then I talked to Tammy, which is, is totally off subject. We apologize, listeners. But you know, Ben and I talk music all the time. Um, yeah, Tammy has no interest in seeing the wallflowers whatsoever.
0: Yeah, uh, Amelia was like when I told her that to, to get like on the upper balcony with a table you could you know have sit a drink on and look over it was 80 bucks a pop she was like wallflowers dude yeah wallflowers exactly and no wallflowers in 2023 not 1998 right <laughs> there's a
1: big big difference it's like seeing the rolling stones when they're in their 70s i'll pay to see it but i'm gonna be the whole entire time going like wow dude you look 70 yeah you know, I mean, I grew up seeing old black and white footage of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I think you...
0: they're actually in their 80s, dude.
1: No, I think they are now. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, remember, they, they played during black... They're, they've been making and playing music so long that it predates color TV.
0: That's very true.
1: Ed Sullivan Show with the Beatles. That's right, they
0: came out at the same time, the Beatles did. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, Ed Sullivan Show with the Beatles. Oh my God. Black and white, dude, they transitioned from uh, vinyl it's awful to tape eight track to tape magnetic tape to cd
0: to mp3 and mp4 why is that shouldn't there be some sort of law to put these people out of their misery
1: you know i i'm gonna i side heavy and i apologize faithful listeners um I agree with you because I'm tired of updating my music catalog constantly. <laughs> I've bought, I've spent so much money, and there's music heads like us, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody's a music head, but I am a music head. I wouldn't have six thousand songs on my iPhone if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is, again, I started with tapes. I remember buying at least two different Black Album, Metallica Black Album tapes, because I wore the magnetic strip out. Then CDs come out, so I go buy a Black Album CD, where it almost slam out. Then I've got to put it in my computer and convert it to MP4 because Apple's a bunch of buttheads and MP3 won't quite do for them. It's got to be MP4 so that the <laughs> Apple can block out any music that wasn't theirs. Um... You know what I mean? It's just constant. It's like almost if you were a movie collector. I was a movie collector at one time. I loved. I had a wall. I mean, literally, of two, three hundred movies.
0: Oh God, yeah. And they were all director's
1: cuts, Mm -hmm. all the original one point four by whatever ratios. You know, so like you had to get used to the two black things at the top and bottom of your screen, Letterboxd. because you are actually seeing what you saw in the theater. You know, it's not the same. Um, I remember when, uh, just off subject real quick, and we'll get back to the music, um, or the quiz, uh, Heat, the movie Heat, first mm-hmm. time Al Pacino and Robert De Niro had ever been on screen together, and uh, I watched the 4 by 3 version and was appalled, not just upset, I was appalled at how much they had to leave out. Um, and so when I had my version, which was again, even back then, you know, 20, 30 bucks for a VHS tape, yeah. it was, and those things usually ran around 10. Um, but my version was the original, not 16 by nine. I'm talking about the 1.4, by whatever ratio, the, the cinematic ratio was, you could put them side by side and what you're missing off screen is so huge. I mean, so huge. Like the screen, the shots are not even the same. Sometimes you're looking at things from a completely different angle. Like you're not even looking over someone's shoulder now. Yeah, you're looking at the person that you in the original theatrical release. Um, so I will say this: um, when things originally come out, I like to hear or see them in the way that the director slash producer wants me to hear or see them. So that's my that's my little tangent off of that.
0: Are you a commentary guy?
1: No, never enjoyed commentary because most of the time I just end up hearing myself talk.
0: And <laughs> it's not, oh, I'm a
1: genius. It's just yeah. like I'm thinking the same things they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, a, it's pretty I'm obvious. I'm just a pop generally. culture guy. They're not saying anything so revolutionary. That's why I used to love, coming back to the original part of the podcast, that's why I loved pop-up video. Mm-hmm. It told me little tiny facts that I found completely just intriguing. Like, they shot this here. I'm like, wow, I didn't know they shot the video like at an outdoor mall or indoor Mm -hmm. mall or whatever. The lead singer is now married to so-and-so. I'm like, no shit. Uh, Again, (laughs) pop-up video was one of the best things that ever happened to music because you watch the video, you enjoy it. Then you get to learn about the video. VH1 was a genius. Go to MTV, watch it when it's popular. Go back to VHS, watch it a month or later, too. They're running it, and they have it on pop-up. Pop-up video. I mean, you pop, pop. used to love that. Again, but it's the tidbits of information um, that give you kind of an appreciation of what went on in the album. Um, you know, you have your casual listener who just pops an album in and loves it. That's, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, g- good for you, casual listener. Thank you for supporting music. I think you and I, and the reason we started the podcast um is that we just take music to a different level like we enjoy it to the point where we want to find out about the band members and things and look and learn little tiny things and so that's the reason our format was the way it was in the first beginning was hey you know what we're going to talk about music you enjoy but we're also going to educate you just a little bit like not over the top not like shove facts down your throat but like hey it sold this many albums it was recorded here and this was the release date. Make all of us feel old. Like, oh, to <laughs> Christmas. I was in high school when that came out yeah. or whatever. And so um, I'm a big, big fan of facts and just little tidbits that kind of add to a story that makes an album as a whole if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So so, faithful listeners, I apologize. I went off on a tangent. No, Quiz time! Which okay. I'm like oh, for, I'm one for eight or one for seven so far.
0: Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan is dead.
1: Yes, sir. He died in a hel- okay. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. helicopter crash in 1993? Yeah, I
0: believe he 92, 91? I'm believing his... Uh, what do you what do you call it? His... Catalog? state catalog. Uh, there's not much happening. Oh, no. Yeah. Nope. No. No, and, okay. and I'd also say because of him,
1: uh, he did not have a bunch of music that was on... Like, you know, they say Prince has over a thousand songs. Mm-hmm. Locked up in a vault.
0: Yeah, and they're putting something new out for Tom Petty all the every time, year, because every year. Every six months almost. They're
1: finding these old songs that are awesome that he just probably didn't even probably have the energy or like, yeah. oh man, yeah, okay. These are for me. Mm-hmm. I'm writing them because I'm a musician and I enjoy music, but I just don't want to go through the hassle of putting it back out there. Or being expected to go on a tour or Very something true. along those lines. Yeah. You know, Prince had thousands of songs. Like he co-wrote so many other people's Mm-hmm. Famous hits. Um, so, I, you know, I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. He's one of my favorite of all time. Don't get me wrong when I say this. I don't think he had a lot just in the bucket coming up because there was Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then there were the Vaughn brothers and Double Trouble. Um, so, a lot of their stuff was covers. I mean, if you think about uh, "The Sky's Crying," three songs are covers. Mm-hmm. Two of which are Jimi Hendrix covers. <laughs> You know what I mean, like, uh. So, he was one of the most gifted guitarists that has ever walked the planet. Um, I don't know if he was as prolific as a songwriter, though.
0: Yeah, I got you on that. So the best I could come up with for a question, uh, his brother Jimmy Ray. Again, the alive or dead? Alive. All right. Yeah, I do know that. In fact, uh, he's getting ready to play. I believe he's playing a, a Benefit or uh, sir. Yes, sir. something, and he's playing with Mark Maron, the uh, comedian podcaster. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah Mark's a, a guitarist, apparently. Like it's,
1: Steve Martin. Who knew this, he could play banjo? He's a
0: side hustle. Yeah, who knew he could play banjo? Like, he's not making enough money. Let's get some, something else. Yeah.
1: Again, uh, didn't know that Johnny Depp had a band until the day after the Amber Heard trial, and he got drunk as a skunk and went and drank wine and played with his band.
0: All right, here we go. Uh, this one has to do with our drummers and guitarists list. Ooh. Travis Barker and his band, Blink-182, recently released a new song to come with a... Uh, new album coming later this year the song has a sexually heavily undertoned title what's the name of the song
1: you know i don't know even though i know what it is um and i knew that they were coming out with a new just because my wife watches too much kardashian shit and he's married Mm -hmm. to one of them um i just can't remember i'll be honest with you edging oh oh wow Ooh! okay that sounds like something the Kardashians probably be good at.
0: <laughs> All right. Last one. Uh has to do with uh it was one of my one of my solo ones. Uh this band had back-to-back diamond albums. Okay.
1: So few have had back-to-back diamond. <laughs> is this one we covered or one we talked about? The one I talked about. Def Leopard. Yep. See, the brain is still in mm-hmm. there. Yep. I can remember some things. Yeah. Not I, I mean I went 3 for 10. Yeah. That's not too bad. Uh, too bad. uh I'm Actually, old, yeah. you know, so. That's you know, so if well, you know,
0: you did not even know you going to do it until today. No
1: sh- no, no kidding. Um well, uh faithful listeners, this has been a little bit longer than we normally go. Yep. Yeah. But we did want to catch you up and just give you some good vibes and uh, kind of get you back into the flow that me and Ben Davis do have together. Uh, what we like to talk about the fact that we both really do have uh, kind of uh, deep brains when it comes to music, and those are our sidetrack moments, or you know where we go off on a tangent um, because we do remember so much about the music that made us. Hey, tag for the old podcast. <laughs> But we want you to continue to enjoy everything we do. Um, If you dig the new format, please let us know, reach out on social media. Um, And like I said, this one's a little bit longer and it's broken up a little bit. We had to take a couple of breaks, but I do believe we covered what we've done in the past and we have been pretty forthcoming on what's gonna come up in the future. So uh, we're gonna try to do this at least every two weeks, right? We shooting for every two weeks? Sure. Sometimes maybe even every week, just depending on how busy mm -hmm, we are. Um, So expect some new content out. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, We do appreciate you a whole lot. Um, And again, we're two dudes uh, that uh, did the same profession for a long time. We're married. We have kids. And so this is what we get to do on the weekends is talk about music to you guys and get to revisit some of the things that we enjoy Uh, a whole lot and we're going to add some of that media be it uh, music videos movies tv shows etc we're going to add some of that back in for you just so you can have a little you know varieties the spice of life type deal so this is carthy signing off and i will let ben davis do the
0: last everybody uh until next time stay safe this is ben davis 80s kids, goodbye.